got on your end? Oh, yeah. Black Crow's like 90s? Yeah. Yeah. But they recently toured up their um, most successful album. They were going to before the pandemic, and then they started it, you know, a couple months ago. And they were out at Jiffy Lube. I was going to try to catch it, but I had to work the next day, and I didn't go. But I've seen them a bunch of times. Saw them at 930 Club twice. Phenomenal venue to see them. So in the 90s, I mean, that would have put you, what what stage of, of life? 30s? 20s? Uh, yeah, I mean, late 20s into, you know, early to mid 30s. Yeah. It's like burn the candle at both ends. Um, <laughs> age age bracket you know like it's it's the fun, it's the fun years you know you're not in the early 20s when you're you don't really know anything out of college but then you know you got some experience and you're not quite in your 30s yet and you just, but i got say, married you gotta I settle got married, down i got married at 29 did you so and had um i got married at 29 right and then had my first son when i was 31 30 something like that I'm taking slightly different. So it was, uh, it was the years. crazy young kids years. Yeah. You know, when you got kids and they're young and it's like, you know what? The truth is, I think it created like this, um, this, this empty space of like memory. Like, you know, me and my sports love, right? So during my kids through early years, that's when I have the least amount of sports memory. Cause you, I wasn't as engaged. Cause you weren't in the game. Yeah. But, Maybe you're. Maybe the Black Crows helped get you through it. <laughs> Love them, still do. Uh, so what? Are, you like any other '90s bands? How about Counting Crows? Let's stick with the crow theme here, huh? Yeah, they're all right. I was definitely. Cool. I was definitely into the whole grunge thing. I was yeah. into Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Alice yeah. in Chains. That that's emblematic of the '90s, right? The '90s are kind of a grunge decade. Yeah. It definitely was baggy you know, jeans. It was, it was it was hair bands too, which I wasn't necessarily into. But mm-hmm. if you call Van Halen an '80s hair band, I was definitely into Van Halen. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I was listening. I, I mean, I was listening to a lot of rock back then, and the, mm-hmm. the rock of the day was grunge, right? That was the rock of the decade. Yeah, I guess it went from I guess the the, the '80s, which is like all excess all the time. You know, um, uh, poppy, uh, sort of um, big hair, all that jazz, you know. Right. And then it yeah. snapped back to like, I don't know. Let's go from being on ecstasy, maybe literally, um, to like everyone's kind of like grunged out and depressed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like the hangover or something from the 80s is the 90s music. But grunge was really just rock and roll, like the rock and roll of the, you know. Yeah, why is it called uh, grunge? I mean, to, did well, it come out of I Seattle? Mean, that whole flannel shirt, you know, look, you live the grungy kind of look out of Seattle, that whole thing. That's yeah. probably, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway. Dave Matthews? Yeah, a Fan? little bit. Fan? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, um, that was like the, uh, the 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 social event of the summer would be going with your buddies to um nissan pavilion Nissan Pavilion. Oh. you know and it's like um 
Oh, by the way, there's this band is really good is playing right now. But that's yeah. that, was, that was secondary to like the shenanigans, you know, you're pulling left of and course. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the shenanigans on, on concert night always sort of topped whatever band you were singing, unless you were really into it. The experience. And the, yeah. And that yeah. Nissan Jiffy Lube or whatever, that was a trek, man. Still is. Still is. And yeah. I think they went through like a identity crisis period of like, um, do we allow alcohol in the parking lot or can we, can we get, can we tailgate or no, the fun police call, you can't do that. Anyway? Did, did the rules actually matter? <laughs> exactly. It's almost like the enforceable, unenforceable rule, you know, yeah, things. Right. There's almost like you got to have it on in print or whatever as policy to, for, to cover face or something. And then they're just like, okay, sure. Right. Whatever, whatever. I swear. It's just orange juice officer. <laughs> um, notice my shirt. Heineke is my homeboy. Wow. <laughs> Billy Garish is a Swag. big Heineke dude. Go I, uh, I mean, he's he's incredibly likable. Before, before we get into whatever it might be, we get into um, Todd Bradley. Uh, I, I told him I'd give him a shout out because he made this shirt um, last week before the Dallas debacle. But um, Heineke, uh, this company is Sports Extra. Uh, but Heineke. Oh yeah, uh, he's Todd, fun. You're talking about Todd. Todd Bradley, you know oh, Todd. Yeah, Todd's the best. Yeah, he's yeah. outstanding. He's outstanding. the best. Yeah. Um, he comes out. He has creative ideas, t-shirt ideas all the time. He's, he's pushing the stuff. I saw that this one a couple weeks ago. I was like, I need that, and he sent me one. He's like, but you got to, got to talk it up. Uh, so Todd, you know, ran that sports extra store there in Old Georgetown Road forever, but it's it's not there anymore, right? I. I want to say right. that I heard from him not that long ago. So what's he doing these days? Just that, but he re- relocated out <clears throat> off Rockville Pike where, where there's more space, you know, and then the rent, the rent's okay, not, good. the so rent's not Bethesda, Bethesda premium, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah he still got still the biz. making uniforms for The thing about it is like, you don't you don't get like street traffic or foot traffic, you know, necessarily for an embroidered or print shop in Bethesda, you know, and, and his names, the sports extra names, established over decades so it's like why not you know right. he's doing he's well he's well he does all my sort of um printing stuff which is for for the podcast um and you were one of my first guests back when uh the audio was a little bit finicky um in like march i did i did my mom i did a sister and like my brother-in-law and then it's like let's jump in let's jump in was one of the best no, Kevin, well, Kevin I, was part, I was part of the guinea pig for it. I was glad to be part of it. It was awesome. You're, you're so uh, so cool and down to earth and helpful with uh, <laughs> the. I mean, because you said you, you kind of went through it as well back in the day. You know, you just gotta like you're jumping into an, a, a big unknown, you know, and to help uh, the the guy who's kind of doing a similar thing is uh, it's uh, full circle stuff. So I appreciate I appreciate you being back um so skins are going to run the table then run the playoffs and we're going to be super bowl champs right uh, I, wonder, I wonder what the odds on that in vegas are skins super bowl champs yeah i mean you and i were talking before you started to record it's been a long day today maybe i should just call them more awesome football team yeah there's the, the it's the whole covid thing with their team i mean i don't know if they're going to be able to field a legitimate team sunday against philadelphia so when, when you tech i we're set for like two o'clock and right now it's like three thirty. Um. But you know, like saying uh, the COVID thing is is going bonkers. 
Um, I thought is that skins or Redskins or Washington specific or other teams are. No, the it seems skins to be have, the skins have right now, as we're speaking, the largest outbreak in the NFL. They got 17 players on the COVID-19 reserve list. So that's a problem. But there are like four or five other teams that are having major outbreaks, too. It's going to be interesting to see what the NFL does. Like, you know, I just finished recording my podcast for the day. Was the and top? to me, the NFL, like they're not canceling these games. You know, this is big time money. They finished the season last year. They're going to play these games. Remember at the beginning of the year, they talked about like they're not going to reschedule games. Teams will forfeit. Well, that's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, they've gotten their vaccination rates to like 90% plus. It's well ahead of the general population. The population, yeah. And, and it's all vaccinated players that are getting COVID. You know, we're testing positive, testing positive. So I think they should just stop testing. Major League <laughs> Baseball at the end of the year, going into their postseason, just stopped testing vaccinated players. Nobody's getting getting tested right now walking into work, you know. I mean, maybe some places are still checking temperatures or if you've got symptoms, you're, you're told to stay home. But if you're vaccinated, you're going into work every day. These players are going into work and they're getting tested. And none of them are getting sick. Most of them are asymptomatic. So I think they should either stop testing or I think the NFL Players Association is talking about testing more, which actually would be a solution also because it would stop an outbreak. Like theoretically, if you're testing every day, you're going to catch it in its infancy and you're going to be able to quarantine that other player so you can't walk into the building and give it to everybody else. But who the hell knows where anybody's getting from these days anyway. But the bottom line is none of these players at their age and their condition right now especially if they're vaccinated none of them are getting sick none of them are getting sick before but anyway whatever uh 100 really compromise uh our team on sunday yeah um yeah 100 um that's fun i didn't realize that baseball just like hey, we're not doing this anymore um well they just uh, at the end of the year when 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 the players were vaccinated getting vaccinated Going into the end of the year and into their postseason, they just stopped testing the vaccinated players. And, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's better not to know sometimes, you know. But if, I mean, if, like you said, if you have, if you have, are you already armed with the, with the shot, you know? So, I mean, in theory, you have this like uh, virus or not virus, vaccine-esque thing going through your veins, which is protection against it. And if, and if you, and if you do contract it, it's like, uh, um, it doesn't, it doesn't really do anything because you already have the, yeah. sort of the armor that comes in the vaccine. So it's just like, it's like hey, a, join the party, having, you know, yeah, like, yeah, we're, we're convers- good. We've already had this it. conversation moments ago before so I jumped on with you with, with uh, a family member and, and I, because several family members who are vaccinated have tested positive over the last week. I've tested negative. I've been around all of them, but I've had a lot of the cold symptoms. Anyway, to make a long story short, I just said, look, at this point, the vaccine, it's not stopping anybody from getting the virus. So it's actually not a vaccine, but what it is, is it's a therapeutic. Like it's, it's helping you steer clear of being really sick. So the benefit of the vaccine, I don't know anything. What the hell do I know? (laughs) But But it would appear as if the benefit of the vaccine is it's acting almost as if it's a therapeutic. It's a medicine that keeps you from getting seriously ill. Now, most people weren't getting seriously ill even before vaccinations, but now it's like, you know, exponentially 
increased in terms of your odds of, of remaining healthy, even if you test positive. Right. Yeah, exactly right. Um, it's like an insurance policy. Um, so, uh, man, I, I, I mean, I hope uh, we can field a team for Sunday, you know, because it's like down, down the stretch to uh, four games left, I believe, right? It's like four it's games time to, left. It's time, to ride, it's time to ride or die. Kyle mm-hmm. Allen's not an option. He tested positive. So your boy Heineke's good to go Sunday. Hopefully he doesn't test positive. <laughs> they need him. He's a fun guy. He's a fun cat. You know, yeah. he's, he's fun to watch. He's easy to cheer for. You know, he's like the underdog story sort of thing. I mean, I, I, was, I was listening to I listened to your Monday and your Tuesday podcast. Uh, and Tuesday, you're, 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 is your co-host Tom. Is that right? Yeah, Tom Lavero. Yeah. Um, and he, as he writes columns for the Washington times Yes, and, uh, he keeps continuing this, um, dialogue or, or the, uh, the analogy of the David and Goliath thing. Um, right. and, uh, you, it's hard not to, to cheer for the David, you know, when they're going up against the, everyone loves underdogs. Yeah. And, uh, and Taylor's done, a, I think a great job. Um, and it gets you, ex- it gets, it gets you excited to tune in, you know, like a kid playing like with passion. Um, this is fun. They're fun to cheer for, but we'll see what happens, huh? Yeah, I mean, he's been a great story. You think he's got he's, enough talent? Uh, definitely being definitely to be in the league. I think he's proven that he sh- deserves a, pl- a spot in the league. I don't know if he has. I mean, my my position is like at this point, it's like, why don't we just wait till the end of the year and then sort of make up our mind because there are four games left. But I think my my heavy lean would be the team's got to aim higher. Like if the goal is actually to win a Super Bowl, if the goal is to actually be a sustained winner over a long period of time, you know, team that wins 10, 11, 12 games every year and is in the postseason most years they're going to have to aim higher because he has major limitations. So, but so it doesn't fit into the skin system. He said, you said he, he, he could, he's a viable option to be in the league somewhere. Um, where do you think he falls short of not being, I guess, good enough? Well, what I'm saying definitively is he's a backup in the backup. NFL, okay. No doubt. He is certainly proven. And by the way, like he's perfect for a backup, right? Because, He's fearless. He's competitive. He's got a ridiculous amount of confidence. He makes plays, you know, with his legs. He's very athletic. I mean, he is really, I think his, if he's high level in any any area physically, it's as an athlete. Yeah. You know, he's got really good speed. He's got really good escapability. He's really good off schedule. He's he's made a lot of plays. Yeah. Um, His limitations are. You know, he doesn't have great arm strength. He doesn't have top-tier NFL, you know, arm strength. He is inaccurate, you know. Um, his uh, Let me just say, his accuracy is inconsistent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he doesn't throw with the kind of anticipation that the best quarterbacks in the game throw with. You'll see a lot of his throws are late. You know, he's had a, had a lot of balls recently that should have been picked off. I thought he should have had four or five picks on Sunday. Yeah. You know, the Raiders game, he threw a terrible ball at the end of that game that should have ended the game. You know, double hitched it and threw it, and that guy Mo rigged it, the safety for the Raiders at a TCU. It's right in his hands, game over, and he just dropped it. Um, but at the same time, I don't think they would have won four four games in a row without his contributions. You know, he he made every big play on third down during that stretch. 
but you, he's one of those guys where you got to protect him. You got to protect him with a running game. You know, you, you can't ask him to drop back like they did on Sunday. We saw what happened. If you get behind and you tell them, uh, or you're, you're in a situation where the only chance is to drop them back a bunch, it's not going to work. That's not what he's great at. We, uh, we want, uh, we don't, we have enough companions in our life, so we don't want companionship. We want a championship. Yeah, that's what one of my callers said. Yeah. I know. I copped it. I copped it from the thing, and I heard it. Because, like yeah, I we said, don't need like companionship, we need championships. Yeah, exactly. Um, He's like, good. One of my brilliant callers said, "Yeah, yeah." Like goes back to maybe one of the first things that comes to my mind, and it comes out of my mouth when with Heineke. He's like, "He's fun. He's fun. You know, yeah, it's fun to watch." But it's like he's cute, yeah. Um, but it's like for longevity and for the bottom line, like you said earlier, it's big freaking business for the bottom line, which is a W. Um, uh, that's the that's that doesn't usually carry the carry the day or carry the water for very long, you know. But you never know. He's uh, also got go Billy. He's also got um, something that Rivera's told me and told everybody over and over again, which. You know, he's got some of those in, intangibles, which you can't really undersell. He's a leader. Like, he's a born leader. He connects with those players yeah. in the locker room. They believe in him. Yeah. So I think, you know, there's a big benefit to that um, in, in, in that position. I just don't think he's the kind of guy. I think my conclusion at the end of the year will be to say, you know, if he's your 17 game starter year in and year out, you're going to be a game above 500 or a game below 500, you know, with a decent team, you know, with a bad team, you're going to be bad with a really good team, maybe end up two games over 500, but you're never going to be a legit year in and year out major contender. Well, will it be able to put butts in seats? I mean, it, well, it, no it, one it, is doing it, that. To it, that it, team it, right it, now. it didn't, it didn't seem like that way in the last, uh, Last game, the Cowboys game, it wasn't sold out, right? They didn't um, sell out because mostly Cowboys fans. And yeah, Cowboys travel by horseback and <laughs> the yeah, with, with a with a with a sidearm. Yeah, and spur. Um how do we how do we rejuvenate the fan base? Like can I guess is it is it such that um you have to wear have to wait till a certain year, like twenty six or something, before we can entertain the idea of putting the stadium back in DC. Do you think that's a good idea to put it in DC? Oh yeah, I think it's the only idea. I don't know if it'll happen, but um, I mean, you know, it's get rid of Snyder. Well, that's that's the number one. Have him go the, for the a, only a way you're guaranteed of of retrieving all of the people that have left the fan base, which I would estimate to be half of it at least, oh, if you look at the numbers, um, is you know somehow he sells the team or loses the team. Yeah. And uh, I think I think most people, if you you know, if you if you ask them why they don't go, why they don't watch anymore, it's him yeah. more than anything else. I mean, you got to you got to look at the look at any sort of thing, organism or <laughs> sort of I'm sorry, organization. I mean, even like the, a person, you look to the head of the person, the face you're talking to this person, but also a company who's the head of the company. It's Dan Schneider. And he has a track record of being really, really hard to work with and like, um, and, uh, when he's at the head and he's beaten the time for the March and doing this and that, it's like, you might try, you might be working hard below the guy for success, but, uh, you know, something's got to change and the, the head's got to change. I'd say, 
but uh yeah i mean you know my my partner tom lavero for eight years on radio and on the podcast you know he says when it comes to this team there should be a surgeon general's warning you know that basically it's not it's unhealthy you know to continue to root for this team but what other <laughs> choice do we have really like i don't have a choice like i've got to talk about them you know almost every single day so um but the point but it, but the point is a good one it's like Okay, Ron Rivera is a good man. He's a tremendous leader, I think. I think he's a decent coach. You know, they've had they've got some decent players, but ultimately this guy will come in and screw it up. You know, he, you know, when they had RG3, he entitled RG3, he saddled up next to him, he empowered him as the second most important person in the organization to the point where he didn't allow himself to be coached. I mean, that mm -hmm. was sabotage, you know, mm -hmm. um, he came into a draft room, room a few years ago and said, I don't care what you guys think. I want you to draft Dwayne Haskins. So we're always within, you know, uh, as long as he's there ruining any sort of forward momentum, um, exists it's almost using you know? almost using the team like a like it's a, an avatar or it's like a video game and it's like this is just fun or something like that um he doesn't really know i don't know how well he knows the game the sport yeah i mean i think in his early days there's no doubt like he was playing fantasy football i think in in latter years it's been like there's this combination of arrogance and um and delusion that's just dangerous right in any person or business and he looks in the mirror every day and says it's everybody else's fault it's not our fault you know it's not my fault it's not your fault tanya um it's bruce allen's fault or before that it was mike shanahan's fault or before that it was vinnie serrato's fault or it was norv turner or marty schottenheimer it's never been his fault so until he has the ability and at 57 years old i doubt that he'll change but until he looks in the mirror and says no i'm the one constant for the last 22 years it's my fault and i've got to change until that happens more likely than not the odds are stacked against this franchise ever becoming relevant again Do any other owners in the nfl like approach day-to-day no. -day or leadership no. like he does yeah. no he is the absolute even worst. even, the, even the, like, the, the comp the comp is dolan the owner of the knicks he's the comp and knicks fans and that fan base are as passionate about that team and have been as we were about ours there's a lot of comparables between the the, the knicks and the skins like just ownership rooney you know and, and even with with the orioles as well you know there's there's a comparison there as well i, I mean there's always the possibility, Billy, like the league's designed for every team to have a good season, Yeah. but having a good season doesn't make you a good franchise. You know, right. they've, they'll have a good season at some point. Yeah. They had one in 2012. They had one in 2015. They had one, well, not really last year, but they ended up in a playoff game last year. And, you know, there was the, the chance, there's still a chance they might have a decent season this year. But as long as he's at the head of it, they'll never be a good franchise. Yeah. They'll never have a sustained period like the period we all enjoyed, the glory years in the 80s and 90s. Right, 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 right. Um, yeah, con yeah, consistent consistency in like all things in life, you know. Um, and also knowing thyself. Like, can Dan just look in the, like you said, look in the mirror and just realize that like 
he's surrounded by football minds that are a lot smarter than he is and to just shut shut up and let them do their jobs um and then that will allow and consistently do that and don't be erratic and be like i have this uh this bird you know talked to me this morning and this needs this needs to happen so let's get it done you know because i'm the money man you know it's like no no consistently just shut up and 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 do the crossword puzzle and and you know root us on and during the game day you know yeah well anyway i'm in fantasy land yeah fantasy until until he decides you know i'm gonna go to the amalfi coast for five years get a freaking hobby and get a not pay attention (laughs) you know but you know, it's it's yeah. the whole organization too. Like it, you know, we 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 obviously follow closely the football operation, and it's been a clown show there for the two decades that he's on the team. But I mean, the the other part of the business. I mean, he has surrounded himself over the years with just a level of sort of sycophant and all yes men. I mean, I, I, and you know, it's just he, embarrassing. He wants people that will agree with his like s- stupid ideology. You know. I'm just like, and it won't give him too much pushback or whatever, you know, makes sense. <laughs> Even though I disagree with it all, but, um, <clears throat> so a lot of unknowns going on these last four weeks. Um, it's, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, off the football, the word the football and the word parody get thrown around a lot together. You know what I'm saying? And or, or NFL, I should say. And that's certainly the case, man. Um, you don't any get any, how about that? Any given Sunday, you know what I'm saying? So it's like the team, I would think that gets hot. It's all a matter of when you peak, right? Um, a college coach used to always say that we got to get hot at the right time. We got to align things such that like, you know, when, when time is really of the essence and becoming finite, we're at our best. Um, and now is the time. So hopefully we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's uh you know, this, season, this NFL season is fascinating. I mean, I can't remember this late in the season so much uncertainty, uncertainty over yeah. who the best teams are and who are the teams that are going to be in the postseason. Like I, I was I was doing this the other day on the show. Right now, 26 of the 32 yeah. teams can reasonably say if we make a run and we get hot. We might be we might be the team that does some damage, and you know, and um, the games, the matchups coming up over these final four weeks are going to be, you know, hopefully, this, you know, it's not compromised or impacted by COVID players being out, but uh, but it's going to be a great um final four weeks, final month. I think I think the teams. Yeah, I agree. I think that the teams just got to like almost button down and go back to the bubble mentality of just like you really don't socialize. I don't know if they, I don't know, like you said earlier, what's going on in their free time, but they just got to get real tight and strict with like keeping in the family, keeping in the team, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Um, yeah. As everything but, uh, opened up, yeah, it, it's, they can't, it's, they can't it's, open it's, up. It's going to be, it should be a great season. And I, you asked me earlier about Washington, are they going to make a run? I don't see it coming necessarily. Right. I mean, the Dallas game was a big of a, a bit of a reality check. Um, yeah. Because they really, you know, that was a one-sided beatdown, despite the ending of the game in which they had this, you know, miraculous opportunity to, to, to with the ball to win it. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I, when in doubt, when in doubt, take, 
the best quarterbacks. Like, you know, when in doubt, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers yeah. or Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes, more yeah. likely than the Super Bowl. Right. I was surprised. I was surprised when the, the Bucks beat uh uh the Chiefs last in the Super Bowl. Like um Brady is Brady, obviously. Um, but I was like, there's no way there this is gonna happen. It's just like the unpredictable the unpredictability of the NFL is is probably what has people tuning in, you know, for ratings it's, and such like it's that. It's crazy. So yeah. it's, it's it's really hard to be you and say with with measures of certainty that this is really <laughs> going to happen. You know? Well, I mean, how about for I mean, you have that bet the sport. I mean, oh my god, I can't imagine unpredictable sport. Is it there because was a stretch? There was is a it, stretch of like three weeks in a row where almost every single double digit underdog covered, and several of them just won the game outright. Think about this. Jacksonville is the worst team in the NFL, aren't they? I mean, they have to be. They beat Buffalo a month ago and held them to six points. Like, it doesn't make any sense. The NFL's great because you said it. Like, it's week to week and things change and you don't know what's coming next. And the only in- thing that seems to, to sort of remain constant are those five or six teams, if there are even five or six, with the truly elite quarterbacks. Yeah. You know, you can sort of count on yeah. Green Bay and Kansas City, you know, and Tampa. Um, other yeah. than that, you know, coin um, and and with inj- how prevalent injuries are um, right. now more than ever. So it's like, oh, there there goes the star running back. He's 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 out for the rest of the season. You know, we had that. We had those like DNs, right? Is it Sweat and uh, Chase Young? Is that right? Yeah, uh, and they're both out, aren't they? Or I know Chase Young's out. Just yeah, like, done, yeah. You just like you, you invest like all oh, a lot of money. Um, but it's like it's so and the, the, the money thing's a whole nother conversation. But like to get to all right, they got this great nucleus of a, a team, whatever this is gonna happen, the X, Y, and Z, and then, then like all these guys just, just go down. Or you or you hit the lottery and you don't have many um injuries, and the team that comes coming into the year is gonna be middle of the road, might you know win the day. Right. Right. It's fun. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. And and um it does make it fun. I I, I think that's why the NFL well the NFL's king, right? There's no there's no product, television product that um does what the NFL does. In fact, in many ways, the NFL is keeping traditional network TV alive. Yeah. yeah. You know, because it's the only thing that you know doesn't uh get beat uh by streaming by you know cable by you know all of these other options live nfl football games and live college football games because college football games rate incredibly well um also but these live nfl games are keeping fox cbs you know and nbc basically you know thriving i mean mm-hmm. those are the products that draw the eyeballs you know it's that in the Academy Awards once a year. That's basically it. Wrestling. Wrestling is always up there with ratings. Yeah. They have, like WWE has like three shows uh, on the USA. I like the USA Today newspaper because it's, it's short articles and it has lots of color. <laughs> <laughs> but there's always uh, a. You, you, now, you, so are you old school and you actually get the actual USA Today paper or do you read it online? Oh, look at you. Yeah. Well, it is, it is, it is the most digestible newspaper ever. I used to, um, 
<laughs> I, I don't get any newspaper delivered anymore. Every one I, of my newspaper subscriptions is online. Yeah. But I used to love on Fridays during football season when I was doing my show to have the USA Today actual paper spread out in front of me because everything was like so perfectly capsuled, you know, and <laughs> and and segmented in, in that paper. It was like so organized and so easy uh -huh. to, you know, to digestible and consume. Yeah. You said but look it. at you. It's, yeah, uh, you are you are you're you're stuck right there in 1988, brother. Look <laughs> at you with that USA Today. Even that guy, you know, it's a smaller blue circle. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just it's a very it's a very old school. Um, even the I don't know if you're a, cro a crossword puzzle guy. Um, it's do it, they have it, a good crossword? The puzzles puzzle? are completable from from um, I guess my my crossword. It's not the New York Times. It's yeah, like it's digestible the whole thing. That's funny. I like crosswords. The New York Times is like, who the heck are you writing these for? <laughs> Ivory <laughs> Towers. And yeah. I was like, geez, Jiminy Christmas. But there isn't it funny that some like some people just like really good at crossword puzzle and you would never guessed it, you know? Like well, like, there's there's definitely a skill like, to it. That you sit down. I mean, consistency and uh of of of, of time on task is definitely something to be said for that. But like I have a a, a an old, old, old friend of mine, old and old in age, um, who does them every day, and then he can sit down and do the the Sunday or the Sunday New York Times, and he's like, I never would imagine you, who does like renovations and houses and stuff like that, and he just like, through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Times himself, <laughs> right? Uh, but it's good for the brain, certainly. So they say, Sudoku and uh, the crossword is. Yeah. Mental mental gymnastics to keep the brain flexed. You can so, if you can combine both of those things with a good blueberry shake, you're in great. You know, blueberry, blueberry shake. broccoli shake, you're in great shape. Kale, superfoods, yeah. and super super exercise. brain. Yeah, exactly, blueberry is really good for the brain. Um, all right, uh, that's all I got. <laughs> I'm gonna let you go home. Kevin's been up since four, that's talking. And doing radio no. and doing podcasts and being so nice to jump on pillars with me and talk for a little bit. So appreciate it. That, that progressive, those progressive commercials where one of them is like, uh, nobody cares what time you got up this morning. <laughs> so I try to yeah. live by that. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit what time I woke up. Or you or you woke That's up. That's impressive. Um I got up at brother. seven. You don't like salt. Why you don't you like salt. That? You don't like salt. Oh, you were listening to the podcast. I was. I don't like. I don't. I don't um, put salt on anything except for uh, egg sandwiches. Egg, egg salad, salad sandwiches are the only thing I ever put salt on. Because the, the egg, like salt, the eggs just plain. It's a plain thing in and of itself. What about just a fried egg? You wouldn't put salt on that? Nope. Pepper. pepper. I use pepper on. I put pepper on everything. I got you. It's better for you. Certainly, it is. Yeah, you already have. There's so much salt in everything you eat already. Everything you eat, it's already comes jam packed with salt. Right. What about fr French fries? Uh, actually I'll give, I'll, I'll tell you, I would prefer no salt on French fries, but if you buy them, you know, at five guys or something, it's good. They're going to be salted, but I don't eat a lot of potato chips, but when I do, Utz makes a, a no salt potato chip. It's really? in the, it's, it's a bluish kind of a bag and the no salt <laughs> potato chips are awesome because you can actually taste the chip, the potato, much the oil. So it's, it's not cooked with salt because if you get if you look at the ingredients for an Uts original, there's like three yeah. ingredients, right? Potato, oil, salt. 
that's it. So it's just oil and potato. But but I, I guess I should probably look at the ingredients of the no salt chips because it's probably there's salt in the chip, but there isn't salt on top of the chip. Interesting. We'll get to the bottom of this. Yes. I don't sink, know if we will sink our teeth into this. Actually, uh, I know some of the, I, I know some of the Utz people. I'll call them and ask. <laughs> I, I used to, yeah, I know a Jen Utz back in the day. Um, yeah, they're a Pennsylvania family. Nice family. Yeah. Yeah. It's certainly regional. You can't get, you can't get Utz out in California. No. No. no, Lay's is coast to coast like butter does toast. Yeah, Pepsi, yeah. Lay's. You like Pepsi? Well, I think I think Lay's is owned by PepsiCo. Pepsi. Okay, it's owned by Pepsi. I think so. I might be wrong about that. I was wrong one time, then I realized that I was mistaken. That's one of my, <laughs> one of my dad's lines. Um, Kevin, thanks so much, man. All right, Billy. All Good right, to talk, you, talk to you soon. Bye bye. Thumbs up. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Right. What you just heard was a pillar of community. What lights your fire? What gets you out of bed? What speaks in your heart? These are the questions of pillars. And it is these pillars who have the answers. Pillars live these personal truths with with hearts on fire every day and with everything they do. And this is why they stand pillars of community. In fuego, Billy Garish. Pillars of Community Podcast Production 2021. Be a pillar.